Hello and welcome. In this episode, we are going to be talking about something really fun because this is a pop culture episode of Abuse Isn't What You Think. I don't know if you're like me, but I adore a good Netflix binge. And I devoured Inventing Anna. Now, if you haven't seen the show, there will definitely be spoilers in this episode. So if you don't like spoilers, go and watch the show and then come back. I was fascinated by the story of Anna Delvey, whose actual name is Anna Sorokin. She is from Russia. This is a true story. And she moved to Germany when she was a teenager. She came to the United States in her 20s after pursuing a fashion degree, and she began making a name for herself in fancy New York circles. Her goal was to get funding for her business. Now, nobody knows if it would have been a legitimate business if she had gotten all the funding, but throughout her process, she ended up with hundreds of thousands of dollars that she had swindled from hotels and banks and friends throughout her time in New York. The Netflix show puts her forward as that we're supposed to be rooting for her, but she's not a very nice person. Why should we root for her? Is it because her victims are the rich and famous, and so we should see them less as traditional victims? And here's another question. Are we blaming the victims because they don't look like we expect them to look? When we think of abusers, we don't always think of somebody that's in the public eye. We think of that person behind closed doors what they are like with their partner. But what does it look like when an abuser is in the public? That's what we get when we get Anna. 60 Minutes did a really interesting feature on Anna, who, by the way, claimed that she was a German heiress, which was why she was able to bamboozle so many people. They kept referring to her as a con woman and a fraudster. And when she was being interviewed on 60 Minutes, she rejected both of those terms. But do you know what she did accept and wholeheartedly embrace on social media, on her Instagram? Sociopath. She said on Instagram she's a sociopath and she is proud of it. Now, what is a sociopath? A sociopath is a type of abuser. Anna is, in fact, an abuser. Like I said, we've been conditioned to think that abuse only happens behind closed doors or within the context of a romantic or family relationship. But abusers don't keep their abuse behind closed doors. It extends far beyond that. So Anna is what an abuser looks like in the public sphere, even though she doesn't fit what our conception of an abuser looks like. Anna is also a narcissist. She has narcissistic personality disorder. She ticks all the boxes for cluster B personality disorders. 
it's worth noting that there's a difference between somebody who has narcissistic tendencies and may have some narcissistic traits and somebody who is the full-blown narcissistic personality disordered person. The interesting thing about NPD, narcissistic personality disorder, is it's kind of like a Russian doll in cluster B personality disorders. It easily fits inside the other disorders and complements them. So it absolutely makes sense that she exhibits both NPD and sociopathy. What does this mean in practice, though? And how did she exhibit these characteristics of sociopathy and NPD narcissism? Okay, here's some examples for you. She thinks she is above the rules and she's smarter than everyone else. This is often termed grandiosity. When she was on 60 Minutes being interviewed, she referred to the people at the top of the New York City financial ladder as, quote, stupid. She sees everyone else below her in intelligence and in everything else. She thinks she's the best. It's almost like she thinks that they were asking for it. They were asking for what she did to them because they weren't as smart as her. They were asking to be victimized. It's how she sees herself and how she sees others in comparison. She can't be seen as a loser at anything. This is another cluster B trait. Even though she was sentenced and she served time in jail, she says she doesn't regret any of her time in jail. This was in the interview with 60 Minutes. Of course, she has to frame her time in jail as valuable and something she doesn't regret, something she wouldn't change. And that seems admirable when we look at it on the outside. Wow, she's learning and growing. Until we realize there is no way she will ever learn her lesson because she can never be wrong. This is another narcissistic trait. She never apologizes throughout her whole experience to anyone. Even worse, she doesn't feel a bit of guilt or remorse. So why is this? Sociopaths and narcissists have no empathy. Well, sociopaths and psychopaths have no empathy. Narcissists may have a teeny tiny shred, but it hardly exists at all. In his book, Psychopath Free, Jackson McKenzie talks about the brain scans of those with cluster B personality disorders. So this is both fascinating and horrifying. These folks have thinner empathy receptors in their brains. And with sociopaths and psychopaths, they don't have any empathy receptors in their brains. So can Anna feel any empathy? Nope. It's just not in her brain wiring. But that doesn't give her a pass to hurt people. No, absolutely not. Sociopaths and psychopaths enjoy inflicting pain and their lifeblood is to hurt people. They love seeing others squirm and cry and be at their mercy. They really get off on it. In Inventing Anna, so the title character, Anna, she perfectly exemplifies the cycle of abuse. 
The first phase in the cycle of abuse is that she love-bombed her victims. She did this by paying for everything. She made them feel amazing and so lucky and blessed to be in her circle and friends with her. She paid for their clothes and nights out at expensive restaurants. She is one of the cool kids. She tipped with $100 bills. She let them know that she has their back. Except she doesn't. And those $100 bills, those didn't come from a vast fortune like she made them believe. No, those came from the banks she conned. So the second phase in the cycle of abuse is tension building. So it's when others have to walk on eggshells around you. There's the scene where the journalist Vivian Kent is interviewing Anna at Rikers Prison. And Anna tells her, this is their very first meeting, you look fat. She is pregnant, the journalist is. Now, the journalist Vivian is really the protagonist of the show, not Anna. And she's really dazzled by Anna. But eventually, Anna makes others feel crazy and she gaslights them. With Vivian, she just started straight into the tension building phase, which includes name calling because she didn't care about her. There wasn't really anything she wanted from her. Later, she would want her to make her famous, but there's so much manipulation there. So then we get to the third phase, which is the explosion phase. And that leads right back into the love bombing and the cycle begins again. So when you go from the explosion phase to the love bombing, it creates something called trauma bonding. It's what she goes through with her boyfriend in the show, Chase. She love bombs him at the beginning and then has him walking on eggshells around her. So there's a point where he finds out she's been lying and that her passport is from Russia and not Germany. He calls her on it and she, what does she do? She explodes. And then she confuses him and love bombs him saying, oh, the way forward is together. And he believes her and he doesn't leave. When she finds a weakness, though, with his business, she pounces. By the way, abusers and especially sociopaths and psychopaths are predators. Like I said, they enjoy hurting people. So what does Anna do? She hurts his business with his investor. And what she does is basically steal his mentor and the connections of that mentor for herself. And she basically ends her boyfriend's company and the relationship. Does she care? Nah, not a bit. She got what she wanted from it. Like I said, predator. There are some other examples of her lack of empathy. One of them is a sequence where she is on a trip to Morocco with her friends. She takes her friend that works for Vanity Fair, Rachel, and her friend brings along a videographer for Anna. Also on the trip is their personal trainer friend, Casey. During this trip, Anna makes her friend Rachel foot the bill 
for the whole vacation, which is over $60,000. Rachel ends up having this $60,000 plus debt on her company credit card, which means she's probably going to get fired and lose her apartment. And Anna has engineered this whole thing. During an intervention with Rachel and Casey, and they bring some random girl with them. I'm not sure why, but they're having an intervention to see if they can get Anna to pay back the money. And Rachel is just so distraught. During this intervention, Anna's response when she sees her friend crying and just ready to collapse says, why are you being so dramatic? She is crying and Anna is completely unmoved by her tears. That's not a normal response. And that shows the empathy that she doesn't have. She makes herself the victim. How dare Rachel and her friend Casey bother with this nonsense? It's below me and you're wasting my time. You're totally out of line with this. And why are you even bringing this to me? Never mind that the stakes are very high for Rachel because of what Anna's done. Anna just isn't capable of accepting responsibility for anything. Now think about if you were in that situation where somebody was just beside themselves and there was something you could do to help. At least if you couldn't pay the money back, just be a little empathetic. What kind of person isn't moved by the genuine and distraught tears of another human who is suffering an abuser? That's who. Anna doesn't care what others think because in her own mind, she's basically God. She is better than everyone else. So why would she care what the little people, basically everyone that isn't her, think or feel? She says this in her 60 Minutes interview. So now Anna is in jail again for extending her visa in the U.S. and she might be extradited back to Germany. On 60 Minutes, she started talking about the jail she's in right now. And she refers to it as dull and that Rikers was happening, even though her attorney describes Rikers as hell on earth. Oh, Anna went through hell on earth at Rikers. But Anna would prefer Rikers to the hell of dullness. And she even goes so far as to say that going back to Germany would be a fate worse than jail for her. Because in Germany, she knows that she won't have the same celebrity status. And that is the most important thing to her. Her attorney, Todd Spodek, is fully and completely bamboozled by this girl. You know what he said to 60 Minutes? He said that she is a role model. In his words, She's a go-getter, has chutzpah and moxie, and at the end of the day, she gets things done. Of course, she's charming. Most abusers are. Of course, she gets things done. She doesn't care who she has to step on or hurt or abuse to get results. Was she demonstrating kindness or generosity when she tipped large and paid for things? No, that was a calculated lure strategic acts of love bombing so she could meet who she needed to meet, craft the image to get what she wanted, and make herself irresistible 
to others. Did it work? According to her attorney, it did. According to Netflix, it did. According to Anna's blooming social media, it did. How about you? Did it work on you? Are you rooting for Anna, the stylish abuser? I hope through this episode, you've been able to see that sometimes what looks like getting things done and being charming has another side. Sometimes that person is a sociopath. Sometimes that person has narcissistic personality disorder. And sometimes that person is an abuser. What do you think about Anna? 